Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You are listening to Philly vs. the World, episode 6 on the season 2. Chris Kosky, Drew Bishop, and John Iliano breaking it down for you. John, I'm happy. You know why I'm happy? Why? Because my New York Jets beat Drew's Dallas Cowboys. And I know... For the first time ever, me and you were both rooting for the Jets at the same time. Yeah, we were. Right? Long, long time coming. Long time coming. But boy, oh boy, wasn't it beautiful to watch it was Dak awesome. Prescott it was just great. eat so much turf? I, it, was, it was funny. I feel like that it was, wasn't the It was story. funny. No, he, yeah. he, he, but I don't know if he ate a lot of turf. I think his team as yeah. a whole just ate a lot of Dak turf. Dak was, was relatively efficient. He got, knocked, he got knocked on his you-know-what a couple times. Yeah. He had to go get checked out. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's how football works. But Is it? Is it? Yeah. I, I really don't know. I'm not really a football guy. I but, usually just like to do arts and crafts. But and, as of October 16th, 2019, the New York Jets are not nearly a threat to make the playoffs. So uh, we'll continue well, to move and on. You know what? Maybe right. that small. Maybe victory. maybe not the Dallas Cowboys anymore. A small victory. Yeah, but we'll get to the we'll Cowboys get, later. We'll get to the Cowboys. But that's not our first topic. Because our first topic is about Jalen Ramsey. He was traded to the Rams for two first round picks and a fourth round pick on Tuesday night. Does this revise the Rams season? And what ripple effect does it have on the rest of the NFC? Well. First things first, guys, I saw something that was kind of crazy. The Jaguars traded three first-round picks, not two first-round picks, and one signed with them. Blake Bortles, Dante Fowler Jr., and Jalen Ramsey. All first-round picks for the Jaguars, now on the Rams team. So that's kind of funny. Top five picks for the Jaguars. Now all over. Yeah. But uh, I do think this is a nice trade for for the Rams. I don't know if it really revises them because they're still missing a keeper to leave for a few weeks, right? Yeah, they just lost. Well, he's uh, out for the season. Yeah, no, he's he's eligible to come oh, back. Eligible, eligible to, come to come back. back. Nice. They just traded Marcus Peters, which mm-hmm. we know why now to get Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I believe they also just lost one of their other safeties or defensive backs, Johnson, too. So uh, this is a nice move for the Rams, but unfortunately, Jalen Ramsey can't play an offense and block for Jared Goff. Mm. You know that's kind of where the whole big issue for the Rams has been this year. Sure, their defense isn't as elite as they were last year. Aaron Donald's kind of a little bit slow start because of all these double teams. But I think if you're going to point fingers at why the Rams have been struggling, it, it's with the offense, right? Jared Goff has not looked like himself since that Super Bowl game. The Rams' offense in general has not looked themselves since they got blanked in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Their offensive line is not as strong as they were last year. And really last week, despite Todd Gurley not really having a great year, they really showed you that they need Todd Gurley to be successful. They did not get anything going on offense, in the running no. game, in the passing game last week without Todd Gurley. So I do think maybe this Jalen Ramsey trade might you know, let a spark for the Rams, but I don't think it's going to really save their season. I think Jared Goff's got to step up. I think Todd Gurley's got to step up, and so does that offensive line. It just can't be Jalen Ramsey stepping up. The Rams will make the playoffs if just Jalen Ramsey steps up. I'm going to say that this does not revive the Rams season. Like you mentioned, Chris, the offensive line is the issue. I would have traded one first-round pick for a really good offensive lineman and ah. maybe slide Andrew Whitworth inside at guard because I think Andrew Whitworth is not the same player as he has been these last couple of years for the Rams. Uh, Jared Goff, to me, is not the same Jared Goff. He's he's probably getting fat as well because he, he got <laughs> paid. He got paid. And now maybe teams fat. are figuring out Sean McVay's offense, right? I mean, Todd Gurley, he got fat. I know injuries – were always a thing in this. Fatters yeah. and injuries, John. But the, yeah, this, listen, Fletcher Cox, it's injuries, but Todd Gurley, it's fat. I but, don't understand. But Fletcher Cox was productive after he got paid, okay. so you can't 
throw that at me. Okay. All right, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. The Marcus Lawrence is fat too. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. But yeah, I think it's the offense that has been the issue for the Rams. This it had to be really bad for Marcus Peters and the way he was acting in the locker room for them to just say, "Screw you, we're not dealing with your bitch ass for the rest of the season. We're gonna trade you and grab Jalen Ramsey, give up the haul for Jalen, even mm-hmm. though the defense isn't necessarily the problem, which is nuts to me, but." They gave up way too much. I just got to say, they gave up way too much for Jalen Ramsey without getting a deal. Mm. Right? I mean, I wouldn't have done they're that. They're going to get a deal. Don't we don't. John. I don't think so. I don't they, think it's gonna. They're gonna get a deal done. I would bet as money soon as many people think. Not as soon, but because all the leverage is on Jalen Ramsey. There's side. no way Ramsey is playing without some type of backdoor knowledge. But he wants to be a free agent. Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham are the first NBA players to be in the NFL. Mm. They they play the game like they're NBA. It's true. They have the swagger and, yeah. and all that, and the the attitude. I, I don't know. Like I, I just have to circle back to this question because I think that the Jalen Ramsey trade is a good one for a reason that that it's time. It's time of the essence. I always go back to the Amari Cooper trade with Dallas, and we always talk about that because I came in the next day and got roasted for my owner trading his first round pick for a star receiver. Completely revamped the season. The yep. Dallas Cowboys saw an opportunity. They saw we've been struggling but we're still in the division with the Philadelphia Eagles at this point. At that point in the season the Washington Redskins were 6 and six 3. And t- yeah, 6 they and were, 3. They were like 6 and 2, 6 and 3. Yeah. So, but they saw, hey, we can jump up here. We can make this leap. And I think the Rams see the same thing. I think the Rams are rather good. You 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 guys went on your your tangent about uh, the offense is the problem, and and I don't think the defense is bad. The Rams have scored 30, 27, 20, 40, 29, and then their most recent game is 7. This is their worst offensive performance thus far, and it's an upstart San Francisco defense at home. They've been able to score even through bad games like this Buccaneers game. Oh, and this Buccaneers, Buccaneers game, this Buccaneers game, that's terrible. a that's a, that's a scar. Yeah, Your defense is. dropped 55 on Jamie's, uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Like, and I understand they got weapons on that team, but that team's not a good football team. Yeah. So straight up, you look at the Seahawks game, they lose by one point. One point. Seahawks drop 30. You don't think that Jalen Ramsey lessens that load by f- four points? Four field goal sure. instead of, you know, one passing first down is negated by Jalen Ramsey and they win that ball game? I just think it was opportunity. I think that, right, you could have given up a first-round pick maybe for a good offensive lineman, but how can you maximize the value you're going to get back on that investment. And I, I think that that was Jalen Ramsey. I like this deal. I like this deal for the division. I like it for the NFC. And I just think that people counting the Rams out too quickly. Real quick, does this allow the Rams or propel the Rams to go to the playoffs as a wild card? Chris, yes or no? Uh, I think it gives them a better chance than they did look la- than they were looking last week. But I yeah. still need to see you know production on offense. I know what you're saying, Drew. They're scoring so points. The it's defense. A no, then no. Okay, no. Drew. Will this affect them going to the playoffs? No, no, no. Will this propel them to go to the playoffs? Because that's that's what the move did. That's what the move said. I want to say yes. All right, I I'm going to yes. say no. But that means the Niners have to. Digress because I don't think the Seahawks are getting knocked out. Exactly. I think the Seahawks are making it no matter what. I think they have mm. a spot locked up. Obviously, like anything can happen at this point in the season an injury, something of that matter. Yeah. If the Seahawks continue to roll, I'm not betting against them. So I have to bet against San Francisco and assume that this Rams move will create production. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, I don't think they'll do it. I don't know. This divi- this conference is muddled. Oh, so, it's fine. So let's move on over to my football team. <laughs> There really isn't any details in topic two. It's just 
what is wrong with the Cowboys? Just a very simple question. <laughs> and I kind of have a general simple answer on this one, is that the Dallas Cowboys, the theme that I try to push back so mer- very many times is that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. But it's true. I've grown up with the Dallas Cowboys, so I know what it's like to have a surplus of talent, but no matter what, something is going to go wrong with your team. Something is going to barrel. And you know what? Something went very wrong. We lost to the Jets on Sunday. We lost to Mono nu- Mr. Mononucleus. We lost to Robbie Anderson. We lost God. To, to this sad sack of a football team and Adam Gase and all the Chris Kofskis out there that are... <laughs> oh, God. It was just shameful. And you know what? There's a bunch of excuses. There's the Cedric Wilson play that's not a, a penalty. That that's, that's a touchdown. Maybe the Jets are just better than the Cowboys. There's a, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we might have to debate that on a, on a couple episodes show. down the road. Yeah. But there's a lot of excuses. But at the end of the day, all I got to say is anything that can go wrong will go wrong with the Cowboys at times. But that's what happens with every single football team. You know, not even the Patriots could go 18-0. and you know, not not even the Falcons could hold on to a 25-point lead, right? Like, like things just go wrong in this league. Like, not even, Marino couldn't even win a title. Like, just sometimes it's about timing and luck. And honestly, at the end of the day, I can leave Sunday with a loss, but also realizing that my team is really just as in it in this upcoming week. And we'll talk about that later in the show, as they were before. But I still stick by my guns that Dallas is a team that has the talent to always turn it around, right? To, to uh, there, are, there are clear, proven talent players on this football team that if they perform to a higher level will undoubtedly, as long as the coach doesn't suffocate it, will undoubtedly rise to the top. So I still have confidence down the stretch. All right. I'm going to say that the what's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys is Dirty Jerry. Listen. Jerry? Really? Listen. It's, it was his birthday. He and the boys are probably just getting super lit before the game because it's New York. We're playing the Jets. Who cares? We my, can, fa- my favorite TV shot yeah. and my girlfriend, uh-huh. we, we freak out, is when the Cowboys score and it goes to Jerry's box and yes. everyone's high-fiving, high-fiving and yes. freaking out. They're just like, we got a little bit more yeah. rich. That's uh-huh. my favorite shot of the whole game. Yeah, but they never show them when they lose. But whatever. <laughs> Sometimes they yeah. look pretty unhappy. Uh-huh. But in all honesty, I think it's just – the Cowboys are who we thought they were. Oh, no. They played three very bad teams in the, to start the season, and then they played a solid team, the Saints, and then a really good team, the Packers. And then we saw them lose those two games. We're like, okay, that's the, that's the Cowboys. But after losing to the Jets, <laughs> dude, I don't, I, honestly, I don't even know what's wrong with them. Like, is Jason Garrett the problem? Probably. Dak, I don't think he's the problem. No, I think team, he's, been, I think he's played well this yeah, season. He's not, he's not too bad. Zeke, a little disappointing. Demarcus Lawrence, he's fat. Mari Cooper's hurt. I just think collectively this team is not in sync right now yeah. with one another. They're not playing as a team. Everyone seems like they're on an island on their own, and that's not. they don't have any good team chemistry right now. Where where does the Cowboys' foundation come from, right? Where, where do they get their success from? It's up front. In the trenches on offense with the running game, they've been missing two of their key key guys for the last couple of games. I'm trying not to use that as, as no, an no, excuse, but, you like, know? but it's not an excuse because they're missing two of the guys that make their offense go right. Mm-hmm. Leal Collins and Tyrone Smith, right? With those guys, what do they do? You run the ball, you run the rock with Zeke, right? 
What does that do? Set us up play action passes where Dak could bomb the fall, ball down the field to Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. That's what we were seeing the first couple of weeks of the season. We weren't really seeing that, right? They didn't do that in the Jets game. And you know what? You saw the Jets apply a lot of pressure in the first half yeah. to, to Dak, knocking him around a little bit. He was on the ground a lot in the first half. He had to get checked out by the medical tent. That's all because and the Jets don't have a great front seven. They don't have a good pass rush, right? That's all because Leo Collins and Tyrone Smith were out in that game. Yeah. And Zeke, too, Zeke's a little bit of the issue as well. Because him not being there, you could see it's kind of slowing him down a little bit. He hasn't hit his stride, right? Mm-hmm. When he, he hasn't had that Zeke performance where we say this is why he's one of, if not the best running back in football, right? He hasn't erupted for over 100 yards and three scores in a game mm-hmm. like he usually does. He's kind of just been playing his game. He's been slow to the punch because of not being there for a while. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going wrong with this Cowboys team. So now I'm just going to go back to the basics, right? And when I think when Leo Collins comes back and Tyrone Smith comes back, they'll go back to the basics of running the ball, running the ball. Boom, now we set up that pass down the field. Great, now we got now we got Dak connected to Amari 50 yards down the field because the play action is, mm-hmm. is, is working. Well, I, I will say we're, we're getting to this Eagles-Cowboys game later in the show, but that that's going to be so important to really – understanding the identity of this football team if this defense can stay strong and allow the offense to shine and if they can really work on sync because I actually agree with both of you they're not working in sync they have injury problems so if they can expose weaknesses of the Philadelphia Eagles I think that'll clear up a lot of things for this team which is why this this matchup is very important for both uh before we get into the Eagles Cowboys let's talk about the other team in Philadelphia yeah not the Sixers not the Flyers but the one sport that we barely talk about, baseball. Chris, I thought you would be interested in this topic a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. We've got some baseball in here. But If it's about the Philly, the Phillies manager, I don't care then. Oh, okay. Well, it is. Then so, can we talk about the Mets manager too? No, absolutely not. The How Mets about I age. talk about the Mets manager and you talk about the Phillies all right, fine. manager? The, the That's Phillies, all news. Did the Phillies make the right no, decision the Mets need a firing Gabe Kapler? Oh, it's not about who they're going to hire? No, 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 no. Did the Phillies make the right decision in firing Gabe Kapler? Yes. No, they didn't. If they were supposed to fire somebody or somebodies, fire everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go back to this pizza shop analogy. Oh all boy. right? When you take over a pizzeria. Is and it, it's based and on it, a true story. No, 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 it's not. Maybe somewhere, but not, not with my family, which we're, we're a success. But. If you buy a bad business, right, it's probably because of bad employees. It's probably a combination of things, but most of it is bad employees. Yeah, Panera Bread. Panera Bread, exactly. <laughs> but you've got to do a thing where you've got to fire everybody. Yeah. You don't just fire one person and keep the other. That's what the Phillies just did. That's not a good business right there. If you're John Middleton, the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies, you hire Andy McPhail, bum, uh, Matt Thumbtack, all right, those guys are from Baltimore, the Orioles. Like, they should be called the Oreos. Nobody gives a damn about the Oreos. All right? So, or Orioles, whatever the hell you want to call them, right? Is that even a bird? Is that a real bird? I've never seen an Oriole. But anyway, so you don't hire guys from other organizations when their organization is crap as well. You hire from the best organizations. They hire people from Baltimore. No, they didn't even know if they had a team in Baltimore until a couple years ago. All right? But you allowed those guys to pick their own manager and Gabe Kapler. They said, John, we want to keep Gabe. And they and John Middleton said, no, he's out of here. I'm the owner. 
You guys pick a new guy. Then why the hell would you let them pick a new guy if they want Kapler? If they pick the old guy wrong, too, exactly. as well. Exactly. Why are you going to let them pick the second new guy? Because he doesn't know anything. Yeah, this, I, is, this I, is Al Davis all over again. I just, I, I like, I, you know what? I'm not as I thought emo- Al Davis died, but I'm, no, John Milton. Is <laughs> he's resurrecting his yeah. corpse. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not as invested in the Phillies as other people are because some people obsess over this kind of stuff. But what I thought was really interesting was that Middleton says in an interview, just like a random Twitter video I catch, that I thought about firing Kapler midway through the season, but I decided it was in bad taste to do it in the middle of the season, so I did it at the end. Why would you do that? Why Why would you? Why do you sentence a man to death and say, oh, we're going to wait, because it's in good taste to wait till the end of the season. What? You're just, like, signing him up to walk the plank? Like, you already have decided his fate? And you're not going to allow him the second. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand because it doesn't take a blind man to see the fact that, and this doesn't even make any sense, to see the fact that the bullpen was the problem, right? Like that. This is there's not no a pitching. There's no. There's no. It's not a mystery story. It's not like. It's not like what's wrong with the Cowboys? What's wrong with the Phillies? No, we know what's wrong with the yeah. Phillies. You don't have pitching, and so, that's the GM's so job. So why is your why is your manager the problem? Yes, at the end exactly. of the day, like your manager is going to walk out on the mound and make and make Aaron Nola into Clayton Kershaw on the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to like touch him on the back of the neck and make him magic. So. I just didn't understand this from a Phillies perspective. I feel like their organization is in a bit of a fret, a bit of a panic. They're completely moving away from the thing that Philly fans love to obsess over, which is the 08 World Series. Like, all Philly fans love to do is reflect on the nostalgia of when we had those five great pitchers on Sports Illustrated and how the 08, the 08 season was so amazing, right? Well, get back to those roots, you know? And I understand exactly. this is easier said than done. This is yep. supply and demand, but... Get there. Get get some people in the bullpen. He should have fired everyone. You know what he it is. Fired everyone. You know what it is. The Phillies took so long to figure out what they wanted to do, because they wanted to see: Do we go in the direction what the Mets are doing? Right. And I, I'm not trying to make this like a funny thing, but it's like you have to compete with the teams in your division, right? So now the Phillies are saying, okay, we see the Mets fire Mickey Callaway, right? Gabe Kapler, Mickey Callaway, kind of the same success story. Didn't really get had the had the potential. Didn't really take their teams there. You could blame it on them. You could blame it on injuries, whatever way. I think the Phillies saw, hmm, the Mets are doing this right with with, with, with Callaway. They let Callaway go, right? Maybe we should hop in, right? Maybe we should try to get on, in on this coaching thing before they try to take another year of Kapler and things don't work out. Then what, right? Then Girardi's on a team. Showalter's on a team. Madden's on a team, right? Then who are you getting? Because a lot of teams are looking for coaches, right? The Mets are looking for a coach, right? Padres, the Giants. I'm sure throughout this year, we'll throughout offseason, we'll find other guys, right? The Angels are going to go Joe Madden. We're figuring that out right now. I think the Phillies were nervous that if we take Kapler for another year and things don't pan out, then where do we go? Then who do we want? It's clear that the guys they want are Dusty Baker, Joe Girardi, or um, Buck Showalter. Or Buck Showalter, right? Another Baltimore Oreo. Buck Showalter goes Jeez. back before the Orioles, though. Don't don't associate Buck Showalter with the struggling Orioles because that's not what he's known for. He had a lot of success years before the Orioles. But I'm so sick of these connections. Go outside. That's what happens with your you you. This is the right. We're all sports journalists. It's all about connections, right? Yeah. If I get if if I get hired for a job and I know Drew's been a guy who's helped me out and he knows something about basketball and my company's like, hey, we need a basketball guy. I'm gonna go out and reach out for Drew, right? Same thing with MLB. Same thing with the NFL. You help your guys out. Hey. 
You know, we were, you know, Buck Showalter did take the Orioles to the playoffs. People forget oh, about fantastic. that. Well, the, the, the Think Gabe, of that. The Oreos in the playoffs. Look, did, did Gabe Kapler take the Phillies to the playoffs? No. Okay. No, but so, he has big muscles. He has really big muscles. Yeah, he's really handsome. And you know what? Like, <laughs> and, and, he, he looks and, at metrics. And that's, yeah, and I hate analytics, right? I, I'm so sick of analytics for baseball. I've been playing baseball my whole life. I could tell someone's a good player and what to do with them from the eye test, right? I don't need to look at freaking numbers and say, oh, well, he hits the ball the left field. Because guess what? That one time you shift against him is when the game's on the line. That's when a guy turns his body, hits the ball down the third base line, and then you lose the game because of that. Chris, Chris, you're going to be a great softball coach one day. I love for your softball. Daughter and, and her friends. It's gonna I know. Be awesome. yeah, he's going to have like four kids, all of them daughters, but he's going to turn one of the daughters into like a softball chick. Yeah, softball, like, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think that the Phillies kind of were just like, Look, we want to get one of our guys. If we wait on Gabe, we're not going to get one of those guys. I think it was a panic move. I don't think it was a bad move. I don't think Gabe Kapler is a good coach, right? I don't think Mickey Calloway is a good coach. I don't think Clintac's the best owner, but I think, I mean, a GM, but I think, you know, Middleton felt, okay, he went out there and he got Harper. He went out there the year before and got Ariana. I could have got Harper. I could have made no, a trade you, for Gene Segura. These they made moves, Chris, that anybody no, could have done. You couldn't get Bryce Harper because they were waiting Bryce Harper for a long time. Bryce Harper was on the fence. Whether it was Middleton, whether it was Clintac, we'll I never know. I said, "Here's three hundred thirty million dollars." And that wasn't anybody could have. That done wasn't that. what it was all about. There was a lot of other things between it. You know what I mean? That's another debate, but no, there was. There was a lot of other stuff between it because if it was all about three hundred thirty million dollars, then how come the day free agency didn't start when the Phillies offered him that much money? How come they, they didn't take it right away? Right yeah, away? because no, they didn't offer him that right away. They, they're trying to get. They're just trying to spend as le- or the least amount no. possible. It, 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 it's there. See, this is what it is. They're gonna let Clintock. He Middleton believed it, when it all came down to is Middleton believes in Clintock more than he believed in Gabe Kapler. You know what it is? The Phillies are gonna turn into the Jets. They're just gonna fire the head coach and then not have the good GM, and then they're gonna fire the GM and then not have the good coach. It's just gonna go back and forth until they just fire and clean house. That's how it's gonna be. Sure. All right, so Thursday night football picks. We have the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Denver Broncos. And I think this is going to be a better game than most people think. Oh, I think so too. Chris, your Chiefs are looking nice the past two, three games. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes looking nice the past two, three I mean, games. Mahomes look- I haven't seen you. I, I haven't seen you wear your jersey. Uh, he hasn't looked all, all that. He he looked, he's looked pretty good. He hasn't Listen, looked like yeah, Jesus look- Christ, like everybody wants to <laughs> call him in the media. Dude, Kansas City's only favored by three points. Looks- That's because Denver's defense is nasty. It's not that They're bad. They're a little nasty. They is- shut out Tennessee last week. But the thing I picked is, them. Primetime at Denver is very underrated. It's Nobody... Mile gives high. the attention that it deserves to play at mile high during prime time. It's tough. It's a tough spot. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, though. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. And I don't think Andy's going to lose three straight games with Patty Mahomes, aka Jesus Christ. No, this game. I, sorry, I, that's okay. I'm going to go with. I love you. 23-16 Chiefs. This game is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I hope the Broncos bloodbath. are having a blackout because it's going to be their funeral. Right? I think the Chiefs destroy the Broncos in this game. I really think they do. The Broncos have been playing well, but I think enough's enough, right? They're gonna the Chiefs on a short week are gonna come out there firing. Right? Okay. Tyreek Hill, another week healthy. No Sammy Watkins. Just got just got some notes from my boy Adam Scheffler. Scheffner saying Scheffler. A, Scheffner saying a, no Sammy Watkins this week. I expect the Chiefs to get the run game going a lot. So if you have Damian Williams oh. in fantasy start him, because I am. I think they're going to try to get him going in this week. They didn't get the run game going against Houston. I think I'll take them to cover. I think they win this game 38-21. to I love how everyone says it's going to be a bloodbath or whatever, right? 
and then they only give the team less than 40 points. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know why. I guess, 38, I guess. Nobody ever says 39. Always 38. 39 makes no sense. 38 to a five. Right. A nobody's five ever willing to go. Goal. Yeah, nobody's ever willing to go 42. I am. It's just that. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. It's a 40. That's a real tough. I mean, yeah. but like, I mean, 30. I'm not calling you. I'm no, just no, saying in general. I'm saying, but right? it's yeah. also Funny. short week in Denver. You know, I think the Chiefs are going to win. 40 is too much, but 30 is good enough. 38. 38, yeah. yeah that's it's easier, point. right? Like, you'll realize that when you bet over and under. So I've done that. Oh, it's yeah, like, of course. It's like, oh, I bet, like, for example, I bet the over and under in, in the Chiefs-Texans game. It was 55 and a half. It didn't hit because the Chiefs couldn't score in the second half. But in the first half, I'm like, all right, I'm already halfway there. It happened to me when I bet the Chiefs-Raiders Chiefs yeah. Raiders game. You know, things could just happen so quickly. The Chiefs can start off. They could be up 31 nothing in the first half. And then, you know, they score only seven points. The Broncos scored three touchdowns. Two of them are garbage times. Like, it's still a bloodbath. What are you going with? I'm I'm very ready to pick the upset this Thursday. Go ahead. Let's I'm very see. ready. Do Bron- it. Broncos twenty to seventeen. It's wow. I think it's gonna be one of those slow choking type games where like the Chiefs are always in it, but they're not in it the whole time. I think Chris is right about the running game, except I don't think I would pick up Damian Williams. I think he's gonna get flattened. I think they're don't pat- ever listen to Chris for fantasy football. <laughs> I just think that they're they're that the Chiefs are going to stall here, and this is going to be really? everybody's wake-up call. I think you're call. just hoping for it. You've, I, been, I, you've been picking with your heart, I, not your head, I think this it's, entire week, this actually. This entire week? <laughs> yeah, you've been picking with your heart, not your head. Uh, sometimes you got to, just for your yeah. own mental sanity. Own, yeah, exactly. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I just, a short week, everyone's finally questioning the Chiefs. People are finally going, oh, huh, maybe it's not uh, Jesus' son at quarterback. Maybe he actually, like... It's like an earthly person. Like People are starting to get there, and I think that the Broncos are going to push people just All a right. little bit farther. We're going to have the Cowboys, the Rams, and the Chiefs. That's going to be our little circle of suffering okay. right there. So I'm picking 20-17, to 17, Broncos at home. All right. That dub. We're going to pick another game. All right. Who's going to win on Sunday night football? The game of the year, in my opinion. I don't think we'll have a higher rating than this game. Eagles, Cowboys. Who's going to win this game? I'm going to go with I'll let me, the Cowboys. Let me go. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I wanted to go first. I had the most unbiased op- opinion. Well, let the unbiased go for go last because it's the best for last. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Cowboys because Andre Dillard, the punk who somehow convinced teams that he's a good prospect because he could pass block. BS. He could pass block okay, but not as good as many people think. He's going to be at left tackle. Robert Quinn's just going to teach him and tell him, welcome to the NFL. Because Robert Quinn, I listen, I know he's not as good as he used to be, but he's still a really good player. He's been collecting I would, heads yeah, since I would, he's been back. I wouldn't mind having him on the Eagles right now. Right. And I just don't think I just don't think that the Cowboys could lose four in a row. That that would be nuts to me because I think Jason Garrett's job is on the line. And I, I – Listen, it is. This is yeah. last year of the deal. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised. Say the all right. Let's just go with hypothetical. Say the Eagles kill the Cowboys thirty-eight to nine. Ooh, right, like like a couple years, years back, ago. Yeah. Yes, that game. Yep. Say it's that game, right, where it's nine to seven at halftime, but yeah, they just blow like, wow, them out. That yeah. was so bad. Yeah, right. That must have hurt. I hated that yep. game. Monday morning, I won't be surprised if Jason Garrett's. Ticker or whatever, or ticket or key lot, whatever, does not work as well <laughs> as, as Jay Gruden said it, right? 
<laughs> I mean, would you be surprised? You're the Cowboy fan. I don't know. Like, Jerry is just stubborn with it. Though. Yes, he is. Jerry would really, like, take it to the media. Because like, he, he, he takes it as war. He does. But, he, listen, he his, game, his team lost to the stupid Jets. On, on his, his birthday. birthday. On his birthday. Oh, God, Jerry. <laughs> they were favored by a touchdown. Oh, my God. And they still lost. That's so bad. Yes. Man. Oh, my. It, and, it, if, and if they lose four straight games after starting 3-0, Dirty Jerry's not going to like that. But, man. But he might like it enough to keep them. I don't know, but crazy. this is why the game is the game of the year. Because yes. then you go to the other side of the ball, and if the Eagles lose, it's not four straight, but it's nearly as bad. Yeah. So what the Eagles will be doing is they will be going into the Minnesota week after a, a relatively decent game with the Jets. Offense kind of slow, but defense studs studs against the third stringer, yep. Luke Falk. They go into Minnesota. Zach Brown says, Kirk Cousins' weakest link. Kirk yeah. throws for 300-plus, four touchdowns, super efficient, probably his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. They drop in Minneapolis, the place where the whole week leading up, all it was was Super Bowl memories and this and that, and Nick Foles highlights, right? You go in, you drop that. Then on Monday morning, Dougie P doubles down and says— He didn't guarantee the win, Drew. I'm not saying he guaranteed the win, but he said his team was going to go down there and win. He uh, said okay, I'll team, give it to you. He goes down, and he—that's and he that's fine. You didn't He didn't guarantee a win, but that doesn't mean that at, that radio appearance has no significance. Oh, the Eagles do not sure. thrive in this state. They are not a good team when they act like they're the dog—like they're the, they're the guy— and everyone's got to come to the – no, that's not the Eagles' mantra. That's not how they play football. And I don't know how long it's going to take them to understand that. So if the Eagles drop this game against Dallas, they lose the Jalen Ramsey trade. They're talking shit for two straight weeks. They're 3-4. and four. Say the Giants beat Arizona. The Giants are then tied with the Eagles or above them in the division. I, I don't even know based on uh, – Below. Based on buys or, or below. Well, they haven't won a division game except um, the Redskins, right? Yeah. yeah. So you look at that – and that's how bad it'll be. And it's, I'm not saying Dougie P will get fired. Obviously, different coaching situations at this point. No, yeah, Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, exactly. But the effects on the fan base, on Ooh. the team, it's gonna be bad. and it will require a whole nother push with wins. You'll have to win a majority of your games down the stretch towards the next Dallas game, which will then be a must-win at home in Philly in the in the cold. You'll have to win that ball game to get back in it and contest NFC. So this game is just. Set for it, you know, and this is the the game of the year thus far. You're going with the Cowboys, right? I'm going with the Cowboys. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take your I, I like your I like your thing about the 40s. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say 40 to 34 Dallas. Wow, yeah. close to my score prediction, but I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna take the Eagles in this game. Wow. Took the Cowboys oh against my the Jets. God! <laughs> I'm gonna take Eagles win this game. I was surprised because ready? Okay, and let's go. 41. The 34, and I'm picking a high-scoring game because I have Carson Wentz and Michael Gallup in fantasy. Nice. Okay. But, all right, so give us a key matchup. What are you looking out for? Key matchup? Yeah. I said Michael Andre Gallup Dillard, yeah. struggled last week mm-hmm. catching a lot of balls, especially when Cooper left the game, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Oh, Michael Gallup, Gallup doesn't play. Cooper doesn't Michael, play. Gallup has no production. Michael, Michael Gallup, weeks before that, had better games when he was a number two wide receiver. But I think despite... Cooper not playing. I don't think he's going to play. You don't think Cooper I think he will play. play. By is the he? way, these picks, my pick Wait. is completely predicated on Cooper, Cooper. playing. Right? Okay, yeah. so so I'll ask you because, like, Me too. I, I think he does we'll, play. We'll talk about this after the pod because I have some fantasy questions evolving because I have Cooper and Devontae Adams. Oh, okay. And I need to make a decision because I have Emmanuel Sanders and Mikel Hardman on my bench. Okay. So I'd have to literally start one of those or hope 
if they don't play. But we'll talk about that after yeah, the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I, I still think if Cooper doesn't play, the Cowboys could still put up thirty-four points. Right? I don't know about the that. The Eagles secondary is that bad. They're bad. Yeah, but, but the, the thing is, like, we're getting guys back. Oh, Jalen Mills, so he could sit there and wave his finger when, but it's when that, Dak but Prescott is, overthrows who's, who's Jason <laughs> Wynn and Jalen Mills Gallup, right? stands up and does the finger wave because he didn't do Michael jack Gallup. shit. He didn't do jack shit. All he did was get beat, and it's, he does his little Jalen Mills when the oh, Eagles secondary celebrates. What is stupid, you can't help but laugh. stupid little wait, Green wait, Goblin wait, wait, hair. How <laughs> about Jamal Adams getting up? When he was down twenty one to three against the Eagles, and he was like, "Yeah, I made a play." Yeah, because you were down twenty one to three, Jamal. And guess what? He, sit down. He's sit better than any. De- he's better down. than any defensive player the Eagles have. Better than Malcolm. Yeah, Jenkins. The Eagles should trade for Jamal Adams. Their team actually might be decent. No, no. Best move him to corner. Best safety in football. I'd move him Jamal to corner. Adams. Best safety in football. No if you think Malcolm Jenkins at this point no is way. better than Jamal Adams, no, I think it's. No. I think it's very close. No, but it's maybe not. I'll give it to Jamal. It's not even close. I think it's not even close anymore. It's uh, not even close. I don't know. I'm not saying. It. I don't know. Stop Listen, you can have it. your Jamal Adams. You have your Jamal. Better than any defensive player the Eagles have on not, their not, defense. Not Fletcher Cox. Uh, I won't say Fletcher Cox. Uh, Fletcher Cox is a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's old. He's what? He's 29. He's old. No, not as the dumb. average lifespan of an NFL player. What the hell, is Sean Lee and Sean what? Lee is my is my second string linebacker. He doesn't okay. even see the field anymore. Uh, he sees the field. He does play, he but he's, he's, more of, he's a veteran leader. All right, whatever. You guys are stupid. All right, whatever. Okay, so John is picking the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys. Chris is picking the, the Eagles, Eagles because he's <laughs> I like to be different. Because yeah. he likes to be different. That's so. Cute so next time you're going first, so that you're not different. You really. I was going to pick the Eagles. I was going to pick the Eagles either way. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right, so let's go to our better of the week. Drew. Yeah. Who do you got for better? Oh, better of the week. week. And this one was easy just looking at the spreads. Mm. Detroit plus one at home versus the Vikings. Oh, the Vikings. Playing the Vikings. Detroit just got robbed this past week, right? Yeah. And anyone who's watched Minnesota, who knows Minnesota, knows they do not respond well to, to stingy defenses. And that's been Detroit. Detroit has been a good defense. The under hit on the Packers Detroit game, and that's just because they, you know, they dueled it out, honestly. And so like Detroit plus one. Like I, I'm looking at them to win this game. Like I'd take them on the ML. I'd take them in the spread. I, I'd take them on everything personally. I, the Vikings, I think, are going to make a major flop after a huge game from Diggs. Like he's not going to have that level of production against Detroit. Uh, I've, you know, Matt Patricia, after kind of being ridiculed for the first year with the Lions, he's actually turning this team into something else. So my bet of the week's Detroit plus one. All right. I like that because I think the Vikings are going to be so happy about yeah. beating the Eagles, and then they're on a winning streak right now. Now expectations are high. They always like to disappoint. So that's a good one. And, and but the thing is, how about Detroit? They are probably still upset about losing the way they did in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So that could be tough for them. But I'm gonna go with the Saints plus three at Chicago. I can't believe the line is in Chicago's favor. Like to me, that's nuts. Uh, yeah, because you're, you're at they're at home. But the, you get you so get one, a certain, Chase Daniel. You get three. So it's an even you get, line. You That's kind of weird. That's, you get three points for being at home automatically. Yeah, I get it. I just think they struggled against the Jags so much that like Vegas has less faith in them. And it's because they both Trubis, like uh, Trubisky is questionable, mm-hmm. right? If if he doesn't play, that line will probably move in the favor of the the Saints. They're they're that line's anticipating Trubisky playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If he, if he doesn't play, you'll probably see the Saints then become favored by two. I'm g- I'm going to take the Saints plus three. I, right. I th- honestly, I think they could kill the Bears. My pick of the week. I the 
They've been absolutely no, better the week. Better the week, mm-hmm. the week, whatever. They've been absolutely screwing me. They screwed me last week. I don't ever learn my lesson. I Falcons. Don't, don't no, the not Chargers. the Falcons. Taking Why the, are you picking the Chargers? Taking the Chargers. Every week says don't two, pick the Chargers. Because I have no faith that Jesus. Ryan Tannehill is going to lead the Titans to victory against the Chargers on this Sunday. This is a funny Jesus. league, Chris. I wouldn't I throw your care. money so recklessly. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Chargers, Chris is the, the most Chargers, reckless person. The Chargers yeah. are pissed. Phillip Rivers is pissed. My fantasy team is pissed. The Chargers are going to come out with fire, right? You want to talk about coaches who might be on the hot seat? Anthony Lynn? Hey, if the Chargers drop another game. Yeah, this has been a rough season. Maybe. Hey, and guess what? I think what? they just might get if, rid of the Hall of Famer and, that and is that's Phil Rivers. Saying. If Phil Rivers is the player. I would love. Oh, you know man. what? You know what, Bill? You know what? Um, I was watching, listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. You know what yeah. he said? What did he say? I'd love to see Phillip Rivers on the Bears. That would be That'd nasty. Be cool. I would, would be love cool. to see that. I would That'd love cool. to see. I would love to see him shut your mouth and actually show what he could see. do. But uh, hey, is he a Hall of Famer if he finishes the season like this? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so we're judging someone off this season. I'm sure. Oh uh, no, I'm just saying that's just bad. Right, that's me, bad, isn't let me it? Pull up one of McNabb's seasons. Then. Well, McNabb never. McNabb never went four and twelve as a starter. Go Whatever, dude. I'm not, I'm not, not starting go this four crap and twelve. I'm not starting this. You see how angry debate. he gets? I'm not starting this He's not going debate. four and twelve. Dude, he will go into like the crap. NFL office and change like his record too. manually. Philip Rivers has not been playing Philip Rivers tight. Exactly. He's got too many kids on his damn bill. All right, all right. Hey, call it the podcast. I don't know if this is a real tweet, but Barstool just posted this thing that Miles Garrett said. Oh, yeah, he got beat up. A fan hopped out of his or car to take a face. picture with me, then punched me in the face. Yeah. Boom! Put your legs into it. Might actually have to. Might actually have to make me flinch. Prediction, it might be you and Drew next Thursday, next Wednesday after the Eagles-Cowboys game. No. Dude, might, Miles, wait. Might get physical. Nah. Who would be dumb enough to run up on Miles Garrett and punch him in the face? And especially if he's so cool to take a picture with you. Well, like, obviously the fan was plotting. To like, that was his plot. Face. Like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of Miles Garrett and then just punch Sock him. him. Yeah, that's, you better that hit him. sucks, dude. Yeah, that you're sucks. right, Chris. Next week on the show, I'm be like, John, let's take a picture together. He's going to be like, why, Drew? And be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then just punch him in the well, face. Well, you would only punch me... If the Eagles won, right? Or would you punch me and double down <laughs> because <laughs> the Cowboys won as well? Ah, yeah, hey, fuck you, John. Yeah. Cowboys won. <laughs> hey, guess Motherfucker. what? Here's a black guy to go along with that Eagles L. Guess what? Oh, boy. Here's some here's some big Wait, news. Fletcher nobody- Cox is, was not at practice today due to an illness. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. He's the best- going to get an IV and play, whatever. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, well. If you want to see if Drew punches John next week, you're going to have to just listen next week and, and, and find out. Find out if I have a black eye or not. <laughs>